welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. This week, I had the honor of talking to Amy and Frank Mulder. You know and love them as Mr. and Mrs. Daft Prawn on Twitter and Instagram. With Star Wars Celebration coming up in less than a month, who better to kick off the countdown with? Amy and Frank attended Star Wars Celebration Chicago in 2019 and had a very unique experience there. I wanted to have them on to talk about some highlights and give us some advice based on their experience. Enjoy! Joining me on this episode of the Colby Cast are two of the nicest people I've had the pleasure of getting to know through social media, Amy and Frank Mulder. Welcome to the Colby Cast, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Colby. It's a real pleasure to have you on. By the time this episode airs, Star Wars Celebration will be a mere 30 days away, and no better time to start the celebration than now, right? Right. Absolutely true. The countdown's on. Well, I wanted to have you guys on this episode because you're both so active on Twitter. You're such a wonderful and positive voice out there. I noticed recently you gave a bit of advice about some of the experiences that you had in 2019. And I thought it would be great if you could come on the show, share some of your experiences, share what you're looking forward to, and maybe give us some advice. Because honestly, this will be the first convention that I've been to in my life. Well, I hope we can help. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think you will. So this convention, needless to say, it's been a long time coming. I remember it was June of 2019 when they announced it, and it was on the heels of Celebration Chicago. And I wanted to know where you guys, were you on board from that point? Were you guys ready to go to Celebration 2020? Actually, no, not at all. Um, I had some health challenges at the time. I was not working at the time. Um, It was something that we said we've had our opportunity to go. We had a really good time. It was everything we wanted it to be and so much more. But we said, okay, we've done that. We will enjoy it through the social media, through the Star Wars show on TV. No, it was not on our radar at in June of 2019, I would say at all. No, in fact, Celebration in Chicago was kind of a, a thing that came up. <clears throat> We'd heard of Chicago, uh, Celebration before, and we thought, this, this would be a really great thing to do. Like Amy was saying, our health wasn't too great at the time, but the plan was let's make this a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That's really what it was going to be, just a, a way to celebrate our fandom together. And like Amy says, it blew our minds what what we were exposed to, the people we met, the experiences we had, the things we saw and learned, um, we, we were not prepared for at all, in the best way. And by the end of celebration, they had announced it was going to be Anaheim, but they didn't give any dates. And I think that's what you're referring to that little bit later. They said, oh, okay, this is when it's planned to be. And of course, the wheels kind of fell off of that. Right. Well, I'm very glad because I do know now you're planning on coming. So that's definitely a good change that's occurred in the last couple of years. And what better reason than, Amy, your health issues are now in the past. So we're all happy about that. Thank you. Yeah, most definitely. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you guys to come on the show. Because I know that some of those challenges led to experiences that give you the opportunity to give some really good advice. 
We're going to get to that advice in a little bit, and I'm looking forward to hearing your unique perspective. But we all know what happened in 2020. Everything went sideways, and celebration was postponed a full two years to August 2022. As time passed, the COVID numbers improved, and it was moved up to May of 2022. Since the plan was not to come to Anaheim originally, what changed so that you're all coming now? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We, we, when the tickets went on sale, we didn't get tickets. So all the all the talk hmm. yeah. was great, but we thought, okay, this won't happen. But as the first, was it? It was this year. Yes. Um, as, as this year, you know, as things got closer and closer, I decided I didn't tell Frank, I didn't consult him. I just did it. I, I got us plane tickets and booked an Airbnb in Santa Ana. Um, cause I said, even if we don't have tickets, we can go, we can do meetups with our friends in the evening. We can just go hang out and in the worst case scenario, we'll be there. And so that was what was going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was until the tickets went back on sale here, what, a month, six weeks ago, something like that. And we were fortunate enough to be able to get tickets. But that was our plan yeah. up, until we, up until the tickets went back on sale. We were just going to go and be there because... Mm-hmm. I, I drag I drug him to France at Christmas. <laughs> Dragged uh, kicking and screaming to France. And yes. you know, it was it was it was misery for him most of the time. <laughs> um but I just felt like this whole community and the the universe and all the people mean so much to him that I just wanted him to have as much of it as he could. Mm. Um even if that meant not going inside the convention, because both of us have done a pretty good number of cons. My con experience is mostly from Lord of the Rings. Um, and his is more from general yeah, type cons. M- m- mine would have been sometime back in, in the UK, uh, what used to be called memorabilia uh, is now the MCM Comic Cons that you might see on, on Twitter from time to time. Um, the ones I used to go to were at Sandown Racecourse in Isha, um, which is in the south, uh, and then uh, the NEC in Birmingham in the West Midlands. They used to do one in Scotland as well that I've never been to, but they used to do one around Easter time and one a little before Christmas. They'd go backwards and forwards between Birmingham and Isha, which was not far from London. So that, that's what that's the ones I'd been to, and they were very general conventions, you know. Uh, and again, the, the, the primary focus on those really was collectibles. So it was really a big a big shopping event. With, with with celebrities selling their wares as well which, and the occasional panel. Yeah. Which I guess you do know that celebration, there is a very, very large element of commerciality to it. I mean, it's, and I mean, that's just the name of the game, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's, there'll be t-shirts of all kinds, but there'll also be people there selling $45,000 Rare figures. I mean, you know, that was something that I found quite yeah. interesting in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, those are those are huge banner. The span of merchandise that was there. The thing I recall was it was a huge banner that 
the, the claim was made at least that it was signed by Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Peter Mayhew. And I think it was the it was either three or four of them on it. It was, I mean, it was a significant size. It must have been six by five feet, I guess. I don't remember a price tag on it, but that's the kind of thing Amy's mentioned in there, you know, those those super rare items. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, with what she was saying about about the friends and the people that we were we were planning to uh, as a minimum meet up with, is a funny thing since Chicago, <clears throat> is we've we've now worked out who some of the people were that we passed. Um, even in the Cough with Kenobi panel, I remember as we were leaving, somebody dashed past me, and now it's like, oh, it's you. And on the door, while we were waiting to go in, was Ross Holbin. So, and it's like, oh, it was you. So, so there's, there's going to be a lot of joy from that as well, you know, saying, we know who you are now. We never knew back then. That is tremendous. Amy, I love the fact that you surprised Frank with this. Look at how much has changed. Did you ever think you'd be doing Star Wars podcasts with your extra time? No. There's been a couple, of course. You know, I think the first one was was Greg McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin off of uh, Rebel Base Card. And that was the first time I'd been on a podcast. Um, then Amy wound up. Uh, on Greg's Batch, Batch for Breakfast. That's right. Greg Cass was away. Uh, so Greg McLaughlin said, you know, we'd like to change things up a little bit. Would Amy be interested? And it's like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. So um, it's, it's it's been an interesting journey to this point. I, I, one of the things that came up recently when it was Star Wars Podcast Day, both of us were on with a, with a, with a small group uh, that was led by Greg. And one of the things that came up was, you know, how do you feel about being on podcasts? And it's that thing is... When we're in it, it's great. It's like riding a roller coaster. It's like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. And then you, you're sitting there, and then once you do it, it's like, okay, can we do that again? And I, I always, without fail, have that apprehension. It's like, yes, we'll do it. It's like, oh, I'm not sure we should still we'll do it. And then it's like, but this is great fun. So, so yeah, that's my my experience. Anyway, Amy's might be different, but uh, I think we're pretty, we're pretty much uh, on the same page there. Yes. Certainly, podcasts and social media have been a great way to keep those connections made at Celebration Chicago. New friendships made a few years ago have grown, and here we are on the cusp of getting to see friends in person, maybe for the first time, but also those friendships that began a few years ago. Oh, yes. And that's very, very true, you know, because uh, once again, because of the, the, the change we had in mobility for Amy back in Chicago, we did only the meetups at that point. So, you know, we very much did the convention and then retired. It was like, okay, that, that's enough exertion for a day, enough excitement. We need to get some rest in as well. So so this will be the most direct, indirect line between two events that, that anyone's probably going to wind up <laughs> treading. <laughs> no doubt. So you started to allude to it a little bit when you talked about your experiences in 2019. But I wanted to talk a little bit about your highlights. You both have tweeted about some of the art that you got back then. So certainly that's a highlight. But will you share with me some more of those highlights from Celebration 2019? So I guess my top one would be that I decided while we were there the night before to get an autograph and meet someone. And it was Jason Isaac. And I, I took my Star Trek book 
Okay. And I wore a Star Trek shirt because I wanted him to sign in that under that. But um, I guess that would be num my number one from there. Um, we met some artists um, who we have since worked with. We met Brian Miller, um, who actually did a commission for me, did Frank as a Jedi. Um, then we met, we met several other artists. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let you talk about Rebels Remembered. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually thought that was going to be Amy's number one, but then, yeah, she reminded me of Jason Isaac. Um, yeah, so, so, so my, my top one would have been Rebels Remembered. It was a um, panel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was talk about being unprepared for something that there was no way that either of us could have been prepared. I don't think anyone in the room could have been prepared for what was happening. Um, so, yeah, so being a big Rebels fan, so we had to go along. And yeah, it was um, uh, Amy Ratcliffe was the one who um, who hosted it. And yeah, it was uh, Dave Filoni, Vanessa uh, Marshall, Tessa Carr, and Taylor Gray. Uh, apparently, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was supposed to be there, but for whatever reason, maybe there was some time and issue there. He wasn't, but, but the others were. And they went through like a recap of the, of the whole of the series, its creation, their experiences along the way. And this is in a room of probably 5,000 people. The, McCorm the McCormick Center in Chicago is an enormous conference area. It's bigger than the one in Anaheim. Just because I'm a nerd and I look at these things, I looked at the, I looked, I, I tried to compare the two simply for my own purposes, really, to kind of get an idea of what we're looking at. The McCormick Center is really, really huge. Hmm. Um, it's it's done very well and it's very easy to get around in. But these rooms where they had some of these panels um, would hold 5,000 people. I mean, it was enormous. Yeah. And it was packed. Yeah, and in that panel, by the end of it, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. I, I'm, I'm confident. I would, I would um, wager vital organs that if you could find somebody that left that panel and had not shed a tear, um, I would say that they are not telling the truth at all. Because of course they went through the whole uh, Jedi Knight thing. They went through the whole, uh, you know, explaining um, away some of the bits that. And not explaining, as, yeah. as Dave Dave's very good at explaining and not explaining. Yeah, yeah. Because it's funny, I was just re-watching the Rebels Remembered panel video on YouTube on the Star Wars channel this morning. Um, and one of the things he said when he was asked about the world between words, for example, is, well, I'm curious what your, what your theory is. So a, a masterful redirect every time. But he was talking about this trust tree. It was, a, yeah, very crafty. Uh, he was talking about the trust tree, you know, and how that works, you know, how certain people know certain things. So if something gets out, he knows precisely where that came from. And he said he always has fun when that happens, seeing those people squirm because they said they didn't do it, but they absolutely spilled the beans to somebody who shouldn't have done. But it's, it's, a, it's a great, it, it was a great experience. I um, would say also David W. Collins' panel. Oh, um, yeah. That was one that I had chosen for us to go to. And Frank kind of was like, well, okay, this will be, you know, because I'm, I believe I'm more musically inclined That's fair. Mm -hmm. than Absolutely. he is. And I've participated in music a lot growing up. 
and in high school and college. Um, but David W. Collins had had done some analysis, which of course is his thing, but the way he presented his analysis and the way he tied motifs in the music to story elements and just overall thematic elements, I think I saw Frank's brain actually sort of start to smoke a little bit oh, yeah. because it was just mind blowing. Oh, it really was. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still very, very engaging. Yeah. I'm still reeling from that now. That was the music from the Phantom Menace, of course, with it being the, the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Um, he, he was breaking down the music from that movie and um, I've mentioned it since on Twitter in person about, the, the, the ceremony at the end, the big celebration um, on Naboo. It's like, hey, this is great. We've, we've won. We, we should have this big celebration. You know, the Gungans are, are now going to be, be, be friends um, with the rest of the population of the planet. It's like, oh, okay, when you get this music broken down, this is the Emperor's theme. Sort of upside down. Oh, and you totally hear it. Once, once it's pointed out, it's like, you can't unhear it. It's like, oh, my gosh. So you're celebrating. You have no idea what you've just done, and and until that 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 panel with David W. Collins in 2019, neither did I. Uh, and and wow. I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention what may be an elephant in the room, but it's at the time it was a very very exciting moment, and that is the Rise of Skywalker trailer. You know. I think everybody has seen Scotty's, Scotty Jaro's reaction video. Um, but we were in one yeah. of those. He was at the Star Wars stage, I think, right? No, he was in the arena. No, he, he, no, I remember the video. He was at the Star Wars live, the Star Wars show live stage. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, we were in one of those large conference rooms that holds 5,000 people. We were in the, uh, I galaxy. think it was the Galaxy stage, yep. And you could have heard a pin drop when it started. Oh, Ray breathing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when she jumps over that TIE fighter, I mean, 5,000 people as one just rose to their feet with their fists in the air, you know. <laughs> it was such a moment, yeah. you know. It was absolutely one of those moments where you understand sort of that power of the crowd, you know, and how you can, how the emotion becomes palpable. And that's what it was. And then, of course, when... Ian McDermott comes out and says, roll yeah. it again. I think people, you know, we yeah. were not even at the live stage. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking here. You know, th th there's definitely stages of this excitement. We were at a live streaming stage. And it and felt, then there were people actually in the celebration stage. Uh, the, the arena. The big arena there. So there were people there in person with suddenly Ian McDermott on stage. As Amy says, time to roll it again. So in terms of in terms of events, you know, panels and that type of thing, hmm. I guess those would be our highlights. Yep. Um, we found the facility wonderful, very easy to get around in. Mm -hmm. We felt transportation was easy. Um, I mean, we we had and even with my mobility issues. We only had one experience that was even slightly unpleasant. And it's one of those situations where you say, okay, that's one thing. It happened and yeah. it's over and, and you move and that, on. And that, and that was not related to celebration in no, any no, way. No, no, it was not related to celebration. Yeah. It was some people who were unpleasant. 
um, because we had been allowed in because I was at the time ADA. But, you know, it says more about them than it does about anybody else, right? Most definitely. And that tends to happen when a lot of people are in one place. It happens if you go to a baseball game or a hockey game, anywhere where there's a lot of people. And it's wonderful that you aren't attributing that to the facility or to celebration. All I know is that I'm sitting here listening to you both talk about your experiences, and I'm getting pumped up. Listening to your energy and your excitement, I was already excited, but now I'm pumped even more. And you know, you hear or you read on Twitter or different people's accounts of these sort of happenstance encounters, right? Like, oh, I got on the elevator with Anthony Daniels or something like that, Mm -hmm. right? And you think, well, that will never happen to me. Well, you know, we're literally two extremely ordinary people, okay? We, and it happened to us. Um, We were walking down the hallway and an elevator door opened and it was um, Warwick Davis's wife and family. I, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't, I I almost spoke to her, but then I thought, nope, she's here as a private person with her family. She's entitled to her privacy, just like everybody. Mm -hmm. I did tweet at her later and told her that I saw her and, you know, that I wanted to speak to her. And she was very kind and said, oh, you should have. Yeah. And then we, uh, we, the, 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 the facilities for eating at, at the convention at the McCormick Center were not quite what we were expecting. So we wound up taking our lunch every day. We, uh, we just packed stuff and took our lunch. So we were one, and when it would be lunchtime, we would just pull up to a wall and sit down and relax yeah. and, and you talk have about, our lunch. You talk about chance meetings. Uh, we, we'd been at the, um, at the cosplay contest, I think it was. And we came out afterwards and just sat down at the corner of a room by some windows, just watching the world go by where we had our sandwiches. Yeah, our sandwiches. <laughs> and um, and uh, Doug Chang came strolling by. And oh no. my gosh, yeah. And, and, and I was like, go, like, go, like, go. Yeah, like you mentioned with, with the art we buy, yeah, we, we do enjoy art a lot. And, and I was a little stunned. And yeah, Amy said, she was like, well, go on. No, so, so I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. And, and this was a thing about celebration as well, because it is so different than the cons I've done before. There's definitely etiquette. And I wasn't well-versed in it. I thought, okay, is it okay just to walk up? Now, he was with someone, of course, it was staff, but he was very accommodating. It was just a small group of people came up and he was happy to shake hands and take a photograph. And I just had the chance to say, you know, Thank you for for what you've built. You know, some of the most recognisable designs in all of Star Wars, especially in in modern years. You know, especially now with the N one making a comeback. You know, that's that's all Doug Chang. So so that was I was kind of starstruck on that one. Um, so those things do happen. They do, yeah. So you know, I think you might. I think people might try too hard to make them happen. Yeah. But just let it. You know, and there's a lot to be said for planning. Yeah. Your day when you go, there's also a lot to be said for just letting it happen. Yeah. I mean, being an artist, Sally, um, in Chicago, the first day, Thursday, I don't remember being a full day. They called it Bounty Hunter Night. It was before any of the big things really kicked off. And I think it was mostly so you could go and, go, go and get some of the exclusive, some of the merch and kind of 
find your feet a little bit around the place. And we stopped. I think the chap's name was Michael Golden. He's an artist for Marvel, and we'd stop oh. to we'd stop to pick up some um, a couple of his prints. Um, yeah. Amy got a BB-8 one. I got a Boba Fett like comic cover one. And while um, we're there buying a BB-8, Brian Herring walks up. Yeah, he's the he's the customer in front of us. <laughs> is Brian Herring? So uh, so yeah, these so, things yeah. happen. Yeah. These things happen. Well, they certainly do. And speaking of art, I'm going to make an art pun here. Both of you are painting an incredible picture of your experiences. From randomly meeting Doug Chang to panels to merchandise, really anything's possible. It's this massive gathering of Star Wars fans, and we're all there to celebrate it. I remember watching from where I was, virtually, and catching all those positive vibes. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. One, because people like yourselves that were so active in sharing information. And two, because Star Wars is so good about putting things out live, and it really helped to share the power of that positive energy everywhere. It reached across the whole world because of the accessibility Star Wars gave to us. It really was great. It was a great time and something I think the world has missed over the last two years. Here we are on the cusp of doing it all again. Yes, and you mentioned the positivity that was surrounding that and, and the word positivity gets thrown around an awful lot, but it genuinely, as far as I can tell, it was widely felt that celebration Chicago was like a reset. Um, and everyone came away saying this was the most positive upbeat experience that they'd ever had. It certainly was for us. Again, we didn't have much to compare that to, but we also try to choose things that emphasize that type of, positivity yeah you know we don't we don't do well in a yeah that's the the nice thing about about celebration as well is you know and and i I don't want to dwell on it because i I don't think it's it's the the a part of the and i use the word fandom very loosely when it comes to the the people who are being very negative about it that's not the experience of celebration Agreed. Those people won't be there, or at least they, if they are, they're in, in small number. We experience nothing like that whatsoever. Oh, it's like, uh, like you say, girl, fanboy city. Yeah, it's, it's everyone's there for the love of it. Squee, you know, yeah. and it's just. Um, I guess the one last piece of advice I would say would be, if you kind of don't know where to turn. Okay, I've got some time. I didn't get into this panel. What am I going to do? Go to the Star Wars live stage. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, don't sleep on there the will on the stage. Always yeah. be something interesting going on there. Yeah. I mean, they may be they may be interviewing somebody that's very behind the scenes, but they may be interviewing. Yeah. Ahmed Best, which or is what happened to us. Yeah. We saw um, Ashley's fashion show. Yep. Yep. You know, so at, there's there's always something going on there, and there's all they're always throwing out a T-shirt or some stickers or some hats i mean it's just goofy things but you know we even saw people doing things like oh i already have this sticker here i'll share it with you you know those small gestures like that you see that sort of thing at least we did everywhere we went throughout the whole show yeah well what's the important thing to mention as well about this the star wars show live stage as well uh is that the organizers are clearly actively watching how everything's working and are ready to change it. So Amy, having been in a wheelchair, the first couple of days we were there, 
they didn't have a little area that was for ADA. Maybe two days in, they did. They obviously realized that that was something that was going to be a benefit for people who needed that area where you wouldn't need to be at a seated level trying to see over someone who's six feet tall. So they actually wound up making that area. So that was great, being proactive in that way, making the changes on the fly to make it as good as they could for as many people all of the time as they could. So hats off to, to the organizers. I mean, a really stand-up job. We really have no reason to think it'll be anything but the same, right? So if it's a, even a fraction of the experience that you all are sharing, it will be a thrill. I wanted to ask you specifically, since you were in a, in, in a wheelchair at the time, in case anyone that may be facing a similar challenge comes across this episode, what would they need to know to help them have a great experience at Celebration? Well, first of all, I want to say that my um, my mobility issues, my disability was a temporary situation. I was between surgeries and I was having spine surgeries. Um, and so that was greatly affecting my mobility. So I, I clearly can only talk from my experience as a temporarily disabled person. Um, we didn't know that this was even a thing. We showed up for the first, um, mainly because I didn't, uh, we didn't know it was, was a thing. Mm. And, um, we showed up for that bounty hunter night and I think we were in a line to get in somewhere. And there was a person in front of us that was in a wheelchair and their companion, um, said, where's your wristband? And we were like, what? And they said, here, go go get a wristband and it will identify you as ADA. He will get one as the ADA companion. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? That's what it was, yes. And then that will allow you, you know, access and, you know, to these different services that they have available. So I guess if someone does come across this episode and has that, um, has need of those type services, we went to... It was like a central registration point. People were picking up tickets. People were getting... They were having weapons checked as well. Weapons, is that kind of thing? Weapon, yeah. Where their weapons were being checked, their cosplay weapons. Mm-hmm. I think people were also maybe registering for getting press passes. Yeah, I don't it was, know. There was, it, it was, was just like this all. central yeah. registration area. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines was for ADA. And we just gave our information and we they, they gave us wristbands. Yeah. And what that provided for us was it there was always seating set aside Mm -hmm. for ADA ADA um, attendees and that seating uh, it varied when we were in the arena yeah it was sort of in the mid-level of the arena um, in some of the panels, it was sort of so on to one the side. side. Yeah, it was, that was something that, that was coming to mind when Amy was talking about this, um, because um, it, it doesn't, it's not always going to give you like a best seat or something like that. It's not that kind of thing. It's, ver- it's very much for the convenience of someone who is having that mobility issue. Um, so like for getting into the building, I remember being able to go through the Jedi Master doors because it now, was that less did, crowded. Yeah, that didn't allow us into any of the Jedi Master areas, but it allowed us to go through that rather than being a big, in a very, very long, dense crowd. Um, I, again, like Amy said, in the actual 
the celebration stage, it was actually quite a ways up at the back. It was it was as about as far back as you could be. But it was extremely easy to yeah. get there. Yeah. In terms of oh, lifts were very nearby. The, the the elevators were right there, and it was just straight out of the elevator and straight into the seating. I will say that there were staff members because there were people walking around with staff T-shirts on. There were people of staff. Mm-hmm. I they probably asked us a hundred times. You okay? You need anything? Mm. We had people tell us. We had people say, uh, so instead of saying it's over there, it was almost a Disney approach. I'll take you and show you where mm. it is. You know, people were incredibly kind and accommodating. Um, mm. You know, so if people do have need of the ADA, I strongly encourage them to take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, it is. It does require a registration up front, or at least it did. Um as far as I know, they I have not seen that information on the Star Wars Celebration website yet. Mm. Um, and because we were going to have this conversation tonight, I did look this afternoon. But there's still a good bit of information I believe they still have to post. I agree. And we do have a few weeks left, and that information will start to make its way out. I really appreciate that you are bringing up the fact that Really, the registration and the process that you went through and anyone else in the ADA experience will go through is really about the accessibility for anyone. It will not get you into anything that you couldn't get into beforehand. It's not going to give you any privileges that you or others may or may not have. It's about being able to get where you need to go that you may not be able to get to in another way. Yeah, that's a very good point you make there, Colby. Saying it that way, there was no area of the center we couldn't get to there was nothing that we wanted to see or experience that we didn't have access to. Everything was 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 done as best for anybody needing to get anywhere, regardless of their situation. I think I remember one one point we were trying to head over to the arena and we were looking for an elevator. And I think a staff member said, here, I'll open this door for you and go through this way. And there's an elevator right down here. So they were very... It, you're right. It was absolutely all about accessibility and ensuring that everyone could participate. The, 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 the one problem I had with the elevators is every time I saw a sign for elevator or someone said the elevator's over there, I went and took a look and all I found was a lift. <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, I was just going to say one of my favorite t-shirts from there, which I wish I had got. I should probably get one on eBay. It said Star Wars is for everyone. And, you know, I felt that very much as an ADA attendee at the time. Um, I, I literally, that's how I came away from there, was feeling like they included me. It's seen is an important thing to say, to, to, see, to, to feel seen, you know, because there's, it's very sad that there's, there's people in society that sometimes feel they're invisible and they absolutely made every effort to make sure that everybody was seen. I love it. And I wanted to point out something that you said, that's the power of saying something because it all started with the person in front of you that noticed that you didn't have a wristband. They turned around and they reached out and they shared something of value and look at the difference that it made in your life. And here we are talking about it. And I'm hopeful that this conversation will reach someone, even if it's one person, and it'll serve the same purpose. And the difference that it made for you guys, it can make 
the same difference for them too. I appreciate you guys coming on and talking about it. It's something that doesn't really get talked about a lot. Before I let you go, let's talk about what's going to happen here in the next month. We have some information. We have some news about panels. We have a Bad Batch announcement that will take place on Sunday, a Mandalorian-centric panel, and another panel where they use this very interesting term, all the current Lucasfilm creators, where they'll be talking about past, present, and future. And in addition to that, we have photo ops and autographs. I'm pretty sure we're going to get some more information in the next in the coming weeks. But given the information that we have and the experience that you guys had in Chicago, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in Anaheim next month? I think panels would be my number one thing. Hmm. Um, getting, you know, the the, the scope of of panels in 2019, there was literally something for everybody. Um, and there were times, I guess you may have seen the, the tweet that Frank did. I am kind of an Excel person. So I laid it all out in Excel with blocks so that we could see what was happening at the same times across the various venues. Um, and there were things that of course conflicted, you know, times that we had to make a choice between two different things. I, I'm very eager, though, to see the artwork that's been chosen as official celebration art. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Brian Miller, and um, I feel sure he's got going to have something in there. Um, Jason W. Freisman as well. Chris you Man. like Jason um, Freisman? Yeah, he, he, he's one of my faves. I mean, th- these are definitely the, the two artists we have most art by is Brian Miller and Jason Chrisman. Um Chrisman works very much with light, shadow, silhouette. Um, beautiful art. We've, we've got maybe five or six pieces. We, we're very fortunate. Uh, we managed to get a couple of artist proofs um, from him as well. Because he, he's very he's, he's a really nice fellow. You can email him and ask if he has, you know, still in his archive prints that are long sold out from his website and he'll make them available to you and and when we were at celebration chicago we got very lucky because we'd heard him speaking with dan Zaire on cwk and straight away afterwards you know because a lot of these art pieces are limited to 250 or less and we went on his website and they were sold out but i remembered in that particular conversation we said that he has to hold some back for the show so we can't sell them all online there has to be some available on the show floor well the first day we were there uh, that bounty hunter night we spoke about earlier we did not know that the artist's area we were at was only one of uh, of, of i don't think it was split into two but it was two main. but we could not find jason christman or christman and the second day we did and there was a chap in front of us who asked him if he had the print available to sell and he said no we're sold out he gave the chap his card and said after the show email me call me and we'll see what 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 is available still then we approached we said had the same question and he whoever his companion was with, he said i think this one that wasn't picked up can you check and there was one not picked up and it was like he sold it to us on the spot i mean I, I, I've said this recently. The force was definitely with us that day, uh, and we we brought it home. We had it beautifully framed, and and it's the the item I'd run from a burning building with. If there was anything that it was like, okay, I'll save one thing. I'm going to grab that. And, yeah. It's, so, what are you looking forward to? 
Oh, like Hobie says, there's so much already. And the thing is, though, is everything's still so vague. They're doing a really good job of teasing you without giving anything away. You know, there's a thousand podcasts, all the tweets you're seeing about, oh, it's likely to be this, it's likely to be that. Now, Bad Batch, big fan of, love tech, huge tech fan. Um, so so that's definitely going to be on, on my radar. I'm, I'm so curious where that where that's going to go now that we have, you know, that kind of the 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 cloning happening on the 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 imperial side of things being taken off the hands of the Kaminoans, but some of the Kaminoans being, oh, you're a useful asset. So where that's going to go is going to be interesting to find out. Um, autographs as well. Like Amy said, she she did on a whim book Jason Isaacs, and I've always said. I like to wait for the schedule to come up first because guarantee if you book right now for an autograph, you'll get given this time or a photo op and it will clash with the, with the one thing you want most, or I'm assuming they're going to do lotteries for the big panels this year as well. So I want to try and avoid conflicts. That said, being a fan of, especially all the cloners, um, Omid Abtahi is going to be there, Dr. Pershing. And he's probably my favorite character from the Mandalorian so and his autograph's like forty dollars, and in twenty nineteen, Erin Kellyman was there, um, Emphis Nest, and I'm still kicking myself. I'll be kicking myself when they put me in a box, fifty dollars, and then of course she turned up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and hopefully we see that character again. So, so for, for this show specifically, I'm still waiting for the for the highlights. But everything that's been teased so far, whether it be the live shows, there's bound to be something happen to do with Kenobi. The fact that that release date got put back a couple of days, so it's now happening. The release of that show is happening while Celebration is going on. Oh, they got something up their sleeves. I'm sure of it. I agree with you. It was the first thing that I thought of when I saw that video with Ewan McGregor. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to, and you touched on it earlier, is meeting the people. There's a podcast meetup that Coffee with Kenobi is putting together and that other podcasts are going to join. That's happening Thursday night. Then there's the Star Wars night at Disneyland on Friday night. But then you had mentioned things that happened in Chicago that were offsite. People put gatherings together and gave people an opportunity just to hang out. Another thing is in 2019, we all had a pretty good idea of what was coming in the world of Star Wars. We knew that the Rise of Skywalker was coming. We knew that the Mandalorian was coming. I believe they dropped the first trailer for that there. Now we know that Obi-Wan Kenobi is on its way. We know about Andor. We know about the Bad Batch Season 2. But on the movie front, we have no clue. So that's what I'm really looking forward to, that panel about the past, present, and future. What are we going to be treated from to that? Obviously. We have no clue, but the buzz that's going to be generated is going to be fun. And we, we still hear about Taika Waititi's involvement in something. You know, uh, it feels like Ryan Johnson's has been put on the back burner, but has never gone away. It's always been there. Then there's the mystery Kevin Feige project. And I don't typically spend too much energy on speculation side of things. I like to go into things pretty clean. I do like to watch trailers and those kinds of things, but I like to ride the roller coaster. I don't try to drive it. So we'll see what comes out of that panel. I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be exciting to talk about the who, what, when, all those details. You know, I could sit here for hours talking to you both, but I don't want to be that selfish. Before I let you go, are there any final thoughts? 
Um, I hope you have a wonderful time. I hope we get to meet in person, which would be a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, just like we're going to do, the main thing is just enjoy every minute. Yep. Absolutely enjoy every minute. Even if you need a minute to have a cup of coffee and a rest, enjoy that time, you know, yep. because it's all, it's all good. Yep. It really is. And, and I've got to just comment on what you said a moment ago, Colby, about the community, our friends, uh, our fellow fans. Um, that's what it's all about. That's, that's, that's why we're talking to you tonight. This is why we, we share stories and experiences on Twitter and, and we've got to know each other and, and uh, uh, building friendships and communities, everything, and, and making sure it's fun, positive place. Um, there can be a good escape sometimes. It's been a challenging couple of years, so to be able to uh, go to a galaxy far, far away is, uh, is a nice escape sometimes. I couldn't have said it any better. You know, the experience that we've all had worldwide, and this is a worldwide event. People come from all over, and we're going to be hanging out. And Amy, I loved your advice. Just enjoy it. Don't go saying, I have to do this, and I have to do this, because that could lead to some disappointment. If you go in saying, I'm going to enjoy this, you're going to enjoy it. I know that's the approach I'm going to take. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I've mentioned multiple times that you both are very active on Twitter. Where can people find you and reach out? On Twitter and Instagram, I am Mrs. Daft Prawn, P-R-M-R-S-D-A-F-T-P-R-A-W-N. And on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Mr. Daft Prawn. So just drop that S. You'll find us pretty close together most of the time. Love it. Before we sign off, I just wanted to extend a sincere thank you from me to you. You both have been so supportive of the Colby cast over the last month throughout the launch. You've been so helpful getting the message out and I cannot thank you enough. And last but not least, thank you for being on the Colby cast. It's been our honor. Absolutely. I was excited about celebration before talking to Amy and Frank, but now I'm ready to go wait at the Anaheim convention center until the doors are open. More announcements are being released daily. Late last week, Kelly Marie Tran, Billy Lord, and Ewan McGregor were announced as being available for photo ops and autographs. And with just about a month left before the show, I'm sure there will be more to come. Make sure to check out the Colby Cast social media channels as I'm retweeting and reposting everything I can about Celebration News. Again, I want to thank Amy and Frank for joining me, and as always, thank you. Life is busy and time is valuable. I really appreciate everyone for choosing to spend some time listening to The Colby Cast. You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do.